Shut up. Shut, shut up. Sit down. Strap in. Hang on. You don't need your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle, is the Podcast. Battle Podcast. Battle Podcast. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Jonder. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Ray, what's going on, my brother? Oh, man, just a little bit more of the uh, whole humanitarian awards. Oh, man, you got to quit that, dude. Oh. I'm, a, I'm about... I Am mean, I pissing you off, Johnny? Am no. I pissing you off? <laughs> no. my, question, my question is, is how many good deeds can one man do? I mean, oh, I'm beginning man. to think he's making this stuff up, Fritz. No, 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 man. When you when you live out on property and you get a lot. I don't think so, man. I've seen the pictures. Oh, yeah. pictures, yeah. Yeah, isn't that something when you do a good deed and you got to take a picture of it? A selfie, That's baby. That's yeah, duck lip selfie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what an awesome podcast we had last week with my buddy Keith. Huh? Oh, man, Keith rocks. He's awesome. Yeah, dude, he did a great job. Dude. That, that's that is that is as real as it gets. Well, you know, we call the chase and the ghost, and I think that helps transcend into what we're going to talk about this. You right, know. right, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. And they're just, you know, this week's is plastic. No time for it, man. We ain't got no time for plastic. Yeah, I mean, I know in one of our podcasts, I said one of the things I hate the most is, is being a coward or finding seeing a coward rise up in me. But I, I think a close second is plastic. I hate plastic. Oh yeah, no, without a doubt, man. And and as guys, we nobody wants to deal with plastic. We we want to be real. It's just there's no time for it, man. We we're we're busy. Well, you know, you think about this podcast, for instance. I mean, you know, people are going to listen to this podcast, and some of the things that we say, they're going to be like, well, I mean, these guys say they're Christians and they say shit and they say ass on the podcast or whatever. But the reality of it is, is that's the way men talk. Right. I mean, right. when when we're on this podcast, we're talking as men. Exactly. And you know, I ain't got time to be plastic. I, I don't sit. Let me tell you just something. The, 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 I'm going to go on a little tangent here because that's what I do sometimes. <laughs> Let's hear it. But, you know, you know the, I have not met one Christian man in my life that does not say the word shit and ass. I agree. I, I've never, I, if you know one of them, you need to introduce him to me because I think his name is Jesus Christ and I'd like to meet him in person. He's the only perfect one out there. I mean, I, it amazes me how many people want to put off this false persona. And I think that that's what really turns people off. Right. I mean, if I'm a dude and I'm looking at guys that say they love the Lord or they're Christians, they go to church or whatever, and it's just plastic. Well, why do I want to be a part of that? Right. No, nobody does. You know, I mean, what what would drive me to want to be, uh, become something that's fake? Right. I mean, plastic's just a nice word for being fake. That's it. Exactly. Or, you know, being a poser. Yep. I agree completely. I mean, think about it. How many times have you had conversations with other guys? You're sitting around, you're talking. I mean, number one, we were talking about this uh, earlier in the studio. I mean, most dudes, the number one way you can tell whether a guy really likes you is if he's constantly busting on you. Right, exactly. Like you get three or four guys in a room, they sit in a room and all they do is rag on each other. That's it. That's how men show love. That's it. You know, you're going to tell me how fat I am. I'm going to dog on you because you're a redneck, you know, uh, we're going to pick on Fritzy because his head hits the ceiling every time he walks through the room. <laughs> I mean, we're going to, you know, oh, he likes to call himself a tall drink of water. Long, tall. Yep. That's what's wrong with me. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right, Ray. He always puts the long, tall drink yeah, of water. He's got to throw that in there. This tangent brought to you by John D. Yeah. I also known, I guess, 
from last week, uh, Full Monty Johnny. Full Monty Johnny. <laughs> brother going to be real careful what comes out of his mouth. I'll tell you that. But, <laughs> but, here, but here's the point. The point is, is that that's what guys do. We sit around, we bust each other's chops, we clown each other, we joke, we laugh. And then when it comes time to getting serious, we got to be able to say, hey, bro, you know what? Hey, you, you know, you got to get your shit together. Yeah. You know, you got to stop doing this and that, you know, and that's how guys relate. Right. And that's what we're trying to do. We want to relate to men. You know, one of the things we talked about the other night, Ray, is, is in my house is that, you know, the, sometimes guys will say, hey, honey, you need to listen to this podcast. And then the wife will get on and she'll hear it. And maybe she says, well, I can't believe that they're Christians and they say shit and ass on the podcast. Well, guess what? This isn't a podcast for women. No. It's a it's podcast not. for men. Women aren't going to understand it because no. men and women talk to each other differently. Yeah. The way that you and I converse, that, that's how dudes talk. That's it. I never found a woman that understood the Three Stooges. True. Yeah. Very I mean, true. violence is funny. Sometimes I want to smack Ray. Without a doubt. And if, I, if I'm in a room full of guys and there's no joking, there's no busting chops going on, I start getting nervous, honestly, because I start second guessing why they're there. Yeah. Why we? you? Yeah. I mean, cause it's not real. You know, we got to be, we got to be real with each other. And that's what it's all about. And that's why we do this the way we do it, because we're going to meet guys exactly where they're at, you know, and that might be on a job site that might be in a warehouse that might be with your customers. You know, you got to know how to address a dude, yeah. you know, and you gotta, you gotta be, you can't be afraid to talk about the real stuff. Well, who's going to open up and be about their life? If they feel like you got it all together. Right. If that's what you're putting out there. Like you're this dude, you, you know, you're all polished up and you're all, you know, putting off this persona that you got your life all figured out. Your family's perfect. You don't make mistakes. You don't, you don't cuss. You don't, you don't have a slip up. You don't sin. You're this perfect Christian walking on the planet. You know, you, it, I mean, why would a guy want to sit down and have a conversation with that dude? Right, exactly. Because they feel broken. They feel like they don't have it under control and they think that dude's not going to understand. And that's how it goes. That's kind of why Facebook makes me sick. Yeah. It's fake. You know, you go on there and you see the pictures of the picture perfect family. And then you start thinking to yourself, dude, man, I'm a loser. Yeah, yeah. What, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. What's wrong with my family? Right. <laughs> you look in the background, and you see what's going on in your house. You're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> this isn't, this is, as my daughter always says, this isn't the best life. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess it's called real life. This is how we live. For real. This is real life. This is real stuff. And that's really, I think what guys really want to talk about is what's real. You know, we had Keith come in here last week and guy bears his soul about, you know, you know, running with a ghost and trying to live this kind of life, you know, talking about having stuff and all these fake relationships and all this stuff that he's been dealing with because he was trying to be that guy. Well, I mean, we got so many guys out there trying to be that guy and that guy's just not real. Right. Cause all men are flawed. Yep. And so, you know, when we come on here, I, I ain't got time for it. You know, I don't have time to sit here and pretend to be something that I'm not. I mean, why would I pretend to be something on the other side of this microphone that I'm not going to be when you come into my house? Right, exactly. If, if you come over to my house and we're having a conversation as men, we're going to talk a certain way. We're going to joke a certain way. Now, <clears throat> with that said, I mean, there's some things that aren't appropriate that you just don't put out there because sometimes guys can say some stupid and inappropriate things. We're yeah, dudes. Without a doubt. But on the norm and on the reg, when you're normally having conversations, you know, that's what guys want to do. They want to have normal conversations with guys that, they feel connected to. See, I think that's the biggest problem that we face right now in the church. You know, guys come in and they have this false uh, 
impression of what a Christian guy is. Right. And really, to be honest with you, it's, it's Christian men's fault because we want to put off this false persona of what it is to be a Christian. Like guys that want to talk in church and ease all the time. It's like, you know, well, you know, what would Jesus do? Or just pray about it, brother, or what you need to do is this, or what you need to do that. And, and, and you know, when you're talking to this person, this is not really who they are. Right. You know, and the first thing it does to a guy is it turns them off. Right. Exactly. They're posing. We don't like posers, man. You know, and we can see it a mile away. You, you can tell when somebody's posing it up, you know, on the car ride to church, they're cussing and swearing at the kids, turning around, smacking them. You guys, we're going to church. Oh, you're going to get that on your dress. What are you doing? Come on. We got it. And they pull into the parking lot. They walk in and it's like a big <laughs> heavenly glow and angels are around them and everything's perfect. And dress right are, dress, baby. Dress right dress. Yeah. And, and we get it, man. We've seen it. You know, we're even guilty of it sometimes. I am. You know what I mean? Sometimes I don't really want, you know, somebody comes up to me and I don't really know them. They're not one of my crew. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put myself out there to them. Well, I think that that's where we got to get to the real part of it. You're not going to do that with every dude. Right. You need a small group. That's plastic. When you put off this persona, like you think you're going to have in-depth conversations and, and bear your soul to every guy that you come across, that's not real. I mean, the reality of it is, is we're going to have a handful of dudes at most in our life that we're going to trust and be able to have those conversations with. Right. And you got to have that handful. Yeah. But, you know, you're not going to have a hundred guys. No. With that relationship. It's, it's impossible. Right. It's not feasible. It's not real. Right. I, I agree. Mean, that's plastic. That is, that is so plastic for sure. I would hate to be characterized by being plastic. Yeah. I'd hate for that to be my reputation. You're right. Buddies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want, when people see me, I want them to say that dude there, he's the same guy on Monday as he is on Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. He's the same dude. He's not perfect. He says some things he shouldn't say at times. He jokes inappropriately sometimes. He, he gets angry. He, he struggles. But you know what I know about that guy? He loves God and he loves people. Right. Yeah. You know, and that, that's a dude, if I know that if I need something or somebody to be there, he's going to be there. Right. He's going to show up. And he's going to tell you what you need to hear. Right. Yeah. And be honest with one another. Right. And we, you know, it's funny because you, I'm glad you said that, Rick, because, you know, we got together the other night and we're having candid conversations and, you know, I'm the type of guy, I know you are too, and we look at each other and say, look, you're asking my opinion, get ready. That's one thing I loved about Keith. You know, Keith is such a blessing in my life. I love that brother, man. He's meant so much to me. There's no fluff with that dude. No. You know, you ask him a question, he going to tell you. Now, if you don't want to hear it, don't ask. Don't ask Keith. And, you know, and, and I would rather, I respect a man like that, dude. I want to, if I want to know when I look at a guy and I ask him, if I go to you, I say, hey, Fritz, this is what's going on in my life. You know, the, this, 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 and that. I want Fritz to be able to look me in the eye and tell me the truth, whether I like it or not. Right. Because then I know I can trust him. That's it. Yeah. We, we did a little exercise in my house the other night and we were talking and I looked at, you know, in the, it, dead in the eye and I said, you know, when you look a man in the eye, that changes the dynamic of everything, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Because most dudes don't do that. Most guys won't look you in the eye when they talk to you. And you know what? It makes a lot of dudes uncomfortable, you know? And, and so when you say something that's honest and true and sincere and direct and you add looking somebody directly in the eyes, that's impactful. Right. This whole, you know, plastic, I just say it, man. Garbage, plastic garbage, dude. It's trash, dude. It just drives me absolutely crazy that we're 
haven't come past this as men. Right. And that's why dudes have to get vulnerable with other dudes yeah. and look them in the eye and say, hey, I've messed that up. I've been there. I've done that. And that takes away all the mystique about the perfectness and mm-hmm. they can speak into an, another brother's life, you know? Yeah. That was one of the things we were talking about the other night. It's like, I, I've had to learn as a father, for instance, that sometimes you make mistakes and you got to be a man to say, I'm sorry, or screwed up. I took my kid into a movie. My son was like, I think 12. I was sharing this with you guys the other night, right? Mm-hmm. Sucker Punch. Movie's called Sucker Punch. I didn't. I saw the previews of it. It looked really cool. It had a lot of special effects. It looked like fighting and all this other stuff. And right. kind of, to be honest with you, it looked like a video game. My kid was in a video game. So I'm like, I'll take him to this movie to go see Sucker Punch. We get in the movie theater and we sit down and I'm with him. He's 12 years old and I'm not thinking anything of it. It comes on and all of a sudden the first scene is a girl being sexually abused and she ends up in a brothel. And I'm like, what the hell did I just bring my 12-year-old to go see, right? Right. And I look over at my son and he's he's oblivious. You don't even know what's going on, right? I look at my son. I'm like, bro. I said, son, uh, dad screwed up, man. I made a huge mistake. He's like, what, dad? I'm like, we can't watch this movie. This this movie's highly inappropriate. Your dad made a huge mistake. I should have checked on this. I didn't check on it. I thought it was something else. I had to pick my son up and leave the theater. Now, to the to, you know to the credit of the movie theater, they gave me another ticket to another movie, which was cool. And I went up and told him. I said, look, I'm. I screwed up as a father. I didn't check out this movie. It's highly inappropriate for my son. I shouldn't have brought him here. Is there any way we can get a different ticket? They were very accommodating with that. But the point of the story is, is that you got to be able to, you know, be honest and say, I, I screwed up. Yeah. And, you know, you got to, like with my son, I mean, dad, dad didn't make the very best decision. You know, I should have done better, you know, and guess what? Just because we did it doesn't mean it's right or it's okay. There are a lot of dudes that are still sitting in the theater. Right. Yeah. They, they, they picked up the kid and left. They're, they're watching the movie. Yep. They'd rather sit there and watch the movie with their 12 year old than to be man enough to say, I screwed up mm-hmm. and take the kid out of there. And the lesson that it taught my son though was, is dads make mistakes. Right. Not perfect. And we're not perfect. You know? And I think that's really what it really comes down to with guys is, you know, we make mistakes. Yeah, without a doubt. When I'm, I've made, I've made big mistakes too. And one of the biggest ones is I was the wrong dude. I was the wrong friend to a friend of mine. This is, this is many, many years back, and um, he was having some issues with what's going on with his relationship, so on and so forth. And I was the dude saying, "Dude, you deserve it. Do what you want. Do what, do what, do what you got to do, man. You know, it's all go for it, man. If that's what you got to do, you do it." And I, and I didn't realize I was the bad guy. You know what I mean? I thought I was giving him good advice. And then as I, you know, started walking with Christ, I realized, and it, and it, it's eaten at me ever since, you know, I've gone and I've since gone back and apologized, you know, but it was like, dude, I was, I was the bad guy. I was the, I was the prick given the bad information, you know, and that, that weighed on me. And it was because I wanted to tell him what he wanted to hear. I was going to be his buddy. I was You're being tell, plastic. I was being plastic. That's it. Exactly. And it was, it was so wrong. But I had no idea at the time that it was wrong, you know? So I had to go back and apologize to him. And that wasn't easy, you know? Go back and say, dude, I screwed up. That was my fault. I never should have gave you that information. I never should have said it was okay. But I tell you what, I damn sure have not made that mistake again. You know, I learned my lesson and that's what you got to do. It ain't easy. It hurts. It can be painful, you know? But hey, iron sharpens iron. You got to learn. You got to move on. Well, I think too, the other thing to think about, how many relationships do you see where... You got that one person 
And you always hear the same thing. Well, that's just how John is. It's just what he does. And instead of addressing it with John and saying, bro, this ain't working for me, man. You know, the things that you're doing, the things that you're saying, the way that you're acting, your selfishness, your, you know, all these different things that you're doing, that ain't good with me. Instead, we say nothing. We just deal with it and we keep feeding that. Well, that's just how he is. That's just how he is. Well, you know what? It's never going to change if somebody doesn't say anything to him. And that's that's fake plastic posing. You are not a good friend. No, you are not helping anything. You're not helping anybody. And then what do you do? You avoid John all day long. You get away from him. You don't want to deal with him. Stay away from him. Instead of just sitting him down and saying, hey, bro, you, you need to get your shit together, man. This, this, just, you're so selfish or, you know, I don't appreciate it when you do this or. You know, we got to get this fixed because I can't hang with you if you continue to do this. Which is unfair to John because he doesn't know what the hell's going on if you just avoid him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Exactly. But that's what we do. It is. It is. We sit back and talk about him. We sit back and go, yeah. man, Johnny's just screwing up. Johnny's just doing that. Johnny's got to get his shit together. Johnny's got to get it right. He's just sitting over there on his ass, not doing anything. Yeah. What's the matter with Johnny? What's the matter with Johnny? But we ain't doing a damn thing to go help him. Oh, well, we're not even addressing it. We're right. avoiding him at all costs. Yeah, and that's not helping. That's not helping your. That's not helping your brother. And that's plastic relationships, that's man. It. Those those so those relationships are so detrimental, man. If you got a brother right now or a friend, and I say brother because I don't I don't have a lot of friends. I got brothers. Yeah, you know I'm saying I I I got family. You get in my circle, your family. I tell people when they come to my house, I say you know after the first five seconds, you no longer guess your family. You want something, you get it yourself. That, yep. That's what I tell people when they come in my house. Because that's how I live my life. If I if I'm inviting you to my house or inviting you to my life, it's because you're family. Yeah, you know. And if you, if you got uh, you know family or brothers out there that you got issue with or they're not living right or doing something they shouldn't be doing, if, if you love them, well, you better man up and tell them what's going on. That's it. Quit, quit you know tiptoeing around them or avoiding them because you're not helping them. You know, you're pointing fingers at somebody else and talking behind their back and making excuses, but you're not dealing with it. And it's the same thing in the church, man. It's a, I hate the church gossip that's hidden behind prayer. Oh, man, you know what? Uh, whew, you know, I don't know if you heard about Fritz, but uh, he's doing this and doing that. We really need to pray for that, brother. You know? We don't gossip in church. We share. Yeah, we yeah. share. Yeah. Other people's business, you know? And it's like, and it's like I always say to guys, and I've been doing men's ministry for a long time, it all comes back to you. You know, don't look at everybody else. Look at you. You know, a guy years ago that was leading the men's ministry before I got involved said something that was very profound to me. He said, there's not a sin on this planet that if I wasn't in the right circumstance, the right place, the right environment, I couldn't find myself doing it. Right. And that was so profound because you know what? Ain't none of us above it. Right, exactly. We, we all think that I'm better than you or I'm better than, you know, you look at a guy that beats his wife, well, I'm better than him because he beats his wife. Meanwhile, you're emotionally neglecting yours, you know? Or you got a guy that's struggling with drugs, but, you know, you're a workaholic and you're 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 not, a, a, you know, available or present at the home. Right. You know? Or you got a guy that's over there, you know, he has a problem with, with, with doing drugs or whatever. Well, I'm not doing drugs, but meanwhile, you're over there spending all your money on yourself and letting your kids go without or your wife without. Right. And justifying. We want to sit there and point fingers at everybody else and not look within. You know, look at you, man. We're all sinners saved by grace. Yeah. And we lose that, that thought process when we look at other people. That's why this people can't stand, a lot of people can't stand Christians because they feel they're so judgmental. 
We're not here to judge people, man. We're here to love people. That's it. We're not judges. God is the judge. Right. And we get that confused. Well, some say, well, you are the judge. Well, here's the thing. You cannot judge a non-Christian or hold a non-Christian to the same standards you hold a Christian to. Exactly. They don't live by the same lifestyle, the same, the, the, the same rules or parameters in their life. They're not living by the word of God. So I can't look at a guy that's, that's not a Christian and go, well, he shouldn't be living like that. Or he shouldn't be doing this and that and rebuke him for living that way because he's not a Christian. What I can do though, is come alongside him and love him in that process and show him a different avenue or a different thought process or how you can live your life differently and more be, be more fulfilled. Right. You know, and you're going to get a lot more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Right. And let's talk about also, you know, the language that we use here, you know, like John was saying, you'll hear us say shit, damn ass, you know, you'll hear that here. And, you know, the Bible says, don't let a, what, harmful word come out of your mouth. words come out of your mouth. Right. Okay. So who says that shit is a bad word? You know what I mean? The world does. The world says that. What does the Bible tell you to do? Live in love. Love everybody. Love one another. Right? So you're not going to hear me call John, and I'm not even going to say it, a piece of crap. You know what I mean? You're not going to hear me call John or Fritz or anybody an a-hole. You know what I mean? You may hear us say those words, but we don't talk to each other. We don't belittle or downgrade each other in this podcast. We talk like men. You know what I mean? We love each other in this room. Y'all might think that's a sissy thing to say, but it ain't, you know, because let me tell you what. Because it's it's plastic. That's it. And we real. It's hard for a man (laughs) to say, I love you. It is. It's hard for a guy to say that, but you know what? We're manning up. We'll say it. We got no problem with it. So don't, don't get us wrong. You know, just because you hear us say, you know, shit or ass or whatever. We love each other in this room and we love all the guys out there. We just got it. We want to meet you where you're at. We want to let you know how real we are. Well, it's a battle. This is a battle we're in and battles are messy. They're violent, they're vicious and they're bloody. That's life. And you, you go with a sense of fierceness and intensity when you go to war. And when you're going to war for your brothers, you need to have a sense of intensity and fierceness about you. Right. And there's a big difference between looking at somebody in love and saying, hey, you need to get your shit together. That's done in love saying, bro, you got to get it together, man. You know, because some guys, and I've used it as an example on this, on this show, like with my son, some guys do not respond to you if you don't talk directly to them or you don't keep it real with them. Like I could tell my son, hey, buddy, can you get up and get the garbage? I really appreciate it. Your mom and I would really appreciate it if you clean your room more. Or you know, they ain't going to respond to that. Okay, no. whatever, dad. Ain't going to respect that. But I go up to him and say, hey, get up off your ass and get that garbage out of here. He's Guess moving. what? He's moving. Yep. Because there's an intensity and there's a fierceness in my voice. If I tell him, get up there and clean your shit out of your room, he knows that I mean business. Right. Well, sometimes when we come in here and we're talking about things that we're dealing with as men, well, not sometimes, all the time, we mean business. Yep. This is not a playground. This is a battlefield, man. Also, too, John, we live in a world with no consequence. And I think a lot of the families, especially single parent families, where boys are getting raised by moms and things like that, and no detriment to them. No. Like you said last week, we owe them an apology. We really do. But then you've got kids that seriously have no consequence. So they're told, will you please take out the garbage? Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and there's no consequence. Because yeah, they, they know if they don't do it, then mama will walk out there and take out the trash. Well, we've put them on a certain level of equality. They're not equal to us. We're their parents. Right. That's like me saying that I'm on a level of equality to God. Yeah. What? No, I mean, I got to treat God with respect and reverence. 
and be submissive to what he has to say and worship and be in awe of him. Not that I'm saying our kids are going to worship, you know, but they have to understand we are not equals. I'm your dad. I'm your father. You know what I'm saying? I'm not your buddy. You know, and we're not, this isn't a, you know, like I said, a few podcasts back, this ain't a democracy. This is a dictatorship. I'm paying to support you. I'm working to provide for you. Not only just physically and, and, and financially, but emotionally, I'm doing, people don't understand that how much work, if you're not a parent, you've got to put in emotionally to raising a child. You are so vested. If you're, if you're trying to be a good parent, you are so vested because you want them to be contributors to society. You want them to be out there into the world and to, to be confident and bold and, and, and to stand firm in what they know to be true and all these different things. You're constantly investing into your kids. You're putting it all out there. And they're the reciprocant of all that. They take, they take, they take, they take, and we give, we give, we give. Well, guess what? They're, they got to give a little too. And when it ain't, a, it ain't an option. You know, you want to live here in this house under my roof that I'm providing for you, the clothes I put on your back, the food I put in your stomach, all the electronics we talk about, all the, the wants and set of necessities. When I tell you to take out the trash, you're going to take out the trash. When I tell you the room needs to be clean, the room needs to be cleaned. If, if you don't like that, sorry. No, that's truth, man. I even told my daughter one time, you know, she was giving, she was giving me lip, my, my oldest daughter. And uh, I walked into her room. I said, look, you don't get it. I said, I will take every damn thing out of this room. I said, everything. I said, all I got to do is give you shelter and food. I'll take your bed. I'll take your pillow. I'll take everything, every clothes, every bit of clothes you got, except for one outfit. And you'll wear that outfit every single day. Cause I don't owe you anything. You choose to, you choose to, it's all, look, look, who doesn't want to take care of and provide and love their children? Right, I mean, if right. you don't, you're a scumbag. I'm I was just, just say that. I was just getting my point across right. to her. And, and it right. worked. It it's absolutely because worked. Because they get that sense of self-entitlement because we live in a culture today where kids are taught that they're equal to their parents. Right. I mean, the TV shows them that they're the boss. Right. What? You're the boss? What? 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 Last time I checked in the workplace, you've got to earn your place to become a boss. Mm-hmm. You don't just show up one day and you're the boss. Nope, doesn't happen. You know, but there are there are families, unfortunately, that allow the kid to be the boss. But we're going off on a tangent here. But the bottom line is, is this is it's all about being real. You know, I would rather be real and offend some people than be fake and, and hurt people. Because that's what happens. When we're fake with people, we're hurting people. We're not helping them. If 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 as a if we put it in the simplicity of if you're being fake with your wife, you're hurting your relationship and your marriage. Right. If you're being fake with your kids, you're hurting your relationship with your children. If you're being fake in the workplace, you don't really have any real strong relationships. Sooner or later, that's gonna the wheels are going to come off the wagon and you're going to get exposed. If you're being fake in church, the first time that somebody sees you screw up, they're going to be like, aha, see, this dude over here talking all this smack about being perfect. See, one thing nobody will ever say about me, I've been in men's ministry for 12 years. And the one thing I've always told everybody is I'm, I'm jacked up as they come. Yeah. And, I, and the reason I do that is because I want people to understand that we're not perfect. We all make mistakes. And when we put off that persona, like we got it all together, that's very detrimental. And it's scary because you're, you're turning people off and you're putting off a fake persona that's not real. Right. And I, and I refuse to do that. I'm not going to do this, that on this podcast. No. I'd rather, to be honest with you, I'd rather the three of us sit down and go, you know what? Not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Then it'd be fake. It'd mm -hmm. be plastic. 
And, you know, and some people go, well, there's other ways you can get your point across. Well, you know what? Maybe that's how you get your point across. Maybe that's how you, that's your way of getting your point across. My way of getting my point across is, is who I am and how I portray myself. Right. And like you said earlier, this isn't for everybody. This, this particular podcast isn't for everybody. You cannot please everybody. If you're out there pleasing everybody, you're fake. You're plastic. Yeah. If you can attempt to please everybody, you're fake. Well, if you've ever been a manager, one of the things they tell you, if, if your employees all like you, you're not an effective manager. Right. Because people don't like to be told what to do. I mean, people don't want to be reprimanded. People don't want to be corrected. People don't want to be directed. And people don't like to be told what to do. And when you're a manager, those are all things that you do. So, you know, if, if your employees all like you or love you, it's because you've, you've, you blurred the lines a little bit there. There are going to be times they're not going to like you. Now, there's a big difference between liking you and respecting you. Right, right. Amen. And a man needs to be respected. And I'd rather somebody respect me than like me. Truth. Especially respect me for who I am. That's it. Instead of something I'm pretending that, that, that I'm not. Yeah, by being a giant. And you know, you guys out there, if you guys are dealing with anything, if there's anything that you really want to hear us touch on, kind of see how we've gone through it and how we've worked through it, hit us up on the Facebook page, The Battle Podcast. If it's something a little more in-depth, a little more uh, personal that you don't want out on social media, email us, man. We're at the Battle Podcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us, man. Share this. We're, we're, we're hitting more and more platforms now, social media-wise. Uh, Spotify is the big one. Um, real, uh, there's several different ones out there now. Um, I can't even write them all down. Fritz, what was the new one? That there, is it realradio. It's uh, radiopublic.com. Wow. Yeah, so we're on there. And also radio.com. You were right. Okay. And uh, iTunes. Apple Podcasts. We're Apple on there. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, share it, man. Share it out. Spotify. YouTube. Yeah, let us know, man. If there's something specific that you're dealing with, let us know, man. We can let you know how we deal with it, how we handle it. But the the ultimate thing is, is if we're if we if we're pissing you off, good because yeah. you need to hear it. Apparently, we want to we want to we want to make men uncomfortable. Yeah, because that's iron what, sharpens iron, yeah, man. man. And iron, it's friction, baby. Friction's painful and it's it's hot. Right? Yeah, you're not going to gain anything if you walk through life, you know, on a bunch of clouds and cotton candy. It's don't like, worry if you feel like you're out there and you're all jacked up. Don't worry about it. You can take a seat next to the rest of us. Yeah, welcome to the battle podcast. Battle podcast. It's a battle. We're all there. Listen, the bottom line, men, is this: we're in this battle together. And guess what? When we go to war with one another, we need to know each other. I need to know that I can trust the man that's standing next to me, and I can't trust you if I don't know you. I don't need plastic relationships in my life. And I don't want to be plastic for anybody else. What you see is what you get. And those of you that are out there listening to this podcast, what you hear is what you get. That's who we are. That's, and, and we want you, we want to be as authentic as we possibly can, because guess what? We are in the trenches right now. We are in the midst of a battle. There's a war that rages around us 24 seven. And men, you know that it's true because you're caught up in it every single day of your life. And you need brothers in your life that are going to come alongside you, that are going to be willing to pick up their sword to fight for you. I don't want to go be in a foxhole with a dude that I got to worry about is going to fall asleep on his watch. You are your brother's keeper. We all have a responsibility to one another, but the number one responsibility we have not only to other people, to ourselves, is you better be real with who you are. Because that, my friends, that's where the rubber meets the road.